It is Thursday, November 1st, 2018. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Guess who's back? Steve Wiltfong, tanned, rested, relaxed after a five-day weekend in Florida. Steve, how goes it? Good morning, Daniel. Going well, smoothie in hand. Much needed smoothie after all the candy I crushed last night. Um, But feeling good, man. Excited to be back on the Bucknuts Morning 5 with you. How are you? How goes it? Very well. I saw via the Book of Faith that your children, both boys, were sons of Krypton. What's your go-to candy again? Oh, man. I mean, I got so many favorites. I think Gun to Head, Milky Way. Oh, my God. That's legit. That's a commitment. You? That's like you got to chew and stuff. I'm a Kit Kat man. I used to love peanut butter cups, but. Yeah, love all, love watch, them all. Watch my figure. Something about a milk, something about a Milky Way though that gives it to the gives it the slight edge. So as everyone else is uh, noshing on candy at their desk, there, let's talk recruiting. Been an interesting time for the Buckeyes. Normally this time of year, recruiting is a much bigger topic. This year, given the way they stockpiled the class earlier, the class may not be as big going forward. Some other names have come up. I do want to talk about a guy that Bill is semi-introduced to the group here that I think is a name we're going to be listening or hearing about a lot, and that is Julian Fleming. Introduce the group to who is one of the standout players in the country right now that maybe they haven't heard of. Well, Julian Fleming has been our number one receiver in the top 247 player rankings since our initial 2020 rankings came out. A tremendous three-sport athlete that long jumped 23, not the spring last year, but the one before it. So did that make him a freshman? Long jump 23 as a freshman, posterizing dunks, and then 6'2", 205-pound receiver that can go up and get the football. Already has a national offer list. Um, a, a tremendous talent and a young man that's uh, highly sought after right now. And Penn State, he's been uh, damn near every Penn State home game this year. That's where the crystal ball is at. But he's interested in some other schools. He's going to get a look at Ohio State this week for the uh, Nebraska game. Noon kick, right? Noon kick in the shoe? Yep, for sure. Yeah, that was my question. He's a Pennsylvania native. Does he have any real connections to Penn State other than just that's being the biggest football school in the state? I'm pretty sure that Catawissa is really close to Happy Valley, too, where he's from. So it's not just that he's an in-state recruit. I believe he's also a local recruit. Well, that's not good. When you say he's a national-level guy, does he seem like the guy to you that will look at the USC's and the Floridas and the Alabamas of the world, or is he going to be uh, your classic uh, Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State, Notre Dame tussle? Well, I think Alabama and Clemson are intriguing. Georgia, um, you know, Alabama's receivers coach was the first one to really recruit him when he was at Penn State, Josh Gaddis. So, I, I do think I do think that he is going to look into some of those programs. But I wouldn't be surprised if this ended up more of a Penn State Ohio State battle when it's all said and done. That's all you can ask. If the kids that good, that close, and the 
technically an enemy territory state, the fact that they're even going to be in the mix is good news. It wouldn't surprise me if uh, they pull that off, given their receiver lineage they're about to dig into here. Let's also stay on uh, the recruiting side of things. Let's also discuss another receiver. This is a class of 2019 guy. I don't know if you classify him technically as a receiver. Not feeling too good about it. There hasn't been a great amount of chatter regarding him coming to Ohio State, but Kentucky native Wandale Robinson. There were rumors he's headed elsewhere. You still feel like he's not going to commit to Columbus when he makes his announcement very soon. No, um, but Ohio State, I think, pushed to the end with, with Wandell. And it was all Nebraska for a couple weeks until last night up here in Kentucky, so it's been kind of a bizarre run to the the podium, as he announces today at 2.30 this afternoon. Um, but I flipped my crystal ball late last night from Nebraska to Kentucky for Wondell Robinson. I don't know what's going on in life when uh, guys are committing to Kentucky and Kentucky is ranked ahead of Ohio State in the BCS rankings in football. The earth may just rotate off its axis. But uh, if it doesn't rotate off its axis, I want to talk to you a little about running back recruiting. I talked to Bill about this last Thursday. Ohio State is in the mix for two 2019 guys that are very intriguing, and Marcus Crowley and Noah Kane, two really different backs. Crowley, who is committed to Miami, I'm super high on. He's almost going to become my crush in this class if they can get him. He obviously needs to add some weight. Noah Kane, definitely a good back. Looks to me like a kid who was fully matured and a, had a mustache and, and as a freshman. What do you feel like their chances are with either of those guys? Does Crowley feel like a flip candidate to you? What's your vibe on those running backs? Well, Crowley's on the visit list for this weekend, right? Sure um, is. And so is another running back out of the state of Texas who I find to be an exciting prospect, and DeAndre Glass from Powerhouse Katie, the nation's number 13 running back. Um, he's he's a four-year starter for that powerhouse had 70 career touchdowns going into the season, um, so he's another interesting candidate as they battle Oklahoma State and Alabama for glass. you got Crowley, who's who's been committed to Miami since December of 2017, um, and then Noah Kane, who uh, I don't believe has set an official to Ohio State at this point. Mm-hmm. And I, there, was, I there was a time where, yeah, there was a time where I thought Noah Kane was an Ohio State lean, and then you get Samson James committed, and you get uh, Steel Chambers committed, and, and, and now you're done. This is why you keep in touch with guys, though, and Ohio State has, has left the communication open with others, including Noah Kane. But um, so I think Samson James committing hurt Ohio State with, with Noah Kane, obviously. Um, and, uh, um, you know, we'll see if Ohio State can rally there. I've heard – I've heard he, I've heard one source say he wants to come to Ohio State, and then I've heard others that say that Ohio State's down the list. So I can't really put my finger exactly on uh, what Noah Kane's thinking right now. Uh, Marcus Crowley, I mean, he's been committed for my, to Miami for a long time, but um, that's obviously a program that Ohio State's had great success recruiting. And then the Glass kid, you know, was just at Oklahoma State night game in Stillwater. Oklahoma State beats. Um, beats Texas at night and what was a great atmosphere. And, and so he's got a teammate committed to Oklahoma State. Also, how about uh, how about uh, my man, uh, why am I drawing a blank? What the hell is Oklahoma State's head coach's name? Gundy. 
He's getting mm-hmm. all this pub, getting all this pub for his rant about fans uh, showing negativity towards the the program on Twitter. He doesn't have anything on uh, manager Lee Elia from the Cubs. People got Lee Elia. That is the greatest rant against the fan, against your own fans in the history of rants. If you haven't heard it, Google it. it. There's nothing close. There's no close second. That is the the best rant against your own fan base of all time. It's uh, impressive. It's definitely worth that, the trip on the Google machine. You'll, it'll blow your mind if you never heard it. Um, but back to and if that happened today, oh man. But back to back to Ohio State and running back. They got got some good players on the line here, and we'll see who they close with. Rank the three of them in your opinion as to how good they are. Well, I'm really intrigued by the glass kid at Katie. Comes from a, uh, an amazing program. He's been very productive and has won a lot of football games. Um, Noah Kane, you, you talk to the guy, the head coach at IMG, Kevin Wright, and he always says great things about the way Noah carries himself um, off the field. And at practice through the week, and and then you know I watched the I watched the film of, of Crowley, and, and uh, he's having a terrific senior year. So um, I think if you're Ohio State, you're happy with any one of those guys. But if you you know I, I'm intrigued by the kid from Katy, Texas. Interesting. I wonder if they could get Crowley to commit this weekend and get it over with. Definitely be something to watch. Of course, we'll be on top of that like no other. All right, man. It's been two weeks off for the Buckeyes. You were one of the few who really gave a lot of chance to Purdue, and God, we all should have known that, I guess. What's your vibe on the Buckeyes going forward? What type of challenge do you think Nebraska will pose for them this weekend? I think Nebraska's starting to click on offense a little bit, so I wouldn't be surprised if, if they moved the ball as well this week against Ohio State. Um, I personally believe Ohio State's going to win out, win win the rest of their regular season games, and, and get back to Indianapolis. Um, but that's just me having faith in the talent on the roster, I guess. You know, so um, we'll see how these next four go at Michigan State. What a win by Michigan State with all the injuries they have, they've had to to beat Purdue. Purdue turned it over three times. Um, you can, obviously, you can't do that, but um, big win for the Spartans. Um, so now all of a sudden that game gets a little more interesting up there in East Lansing. And then obviously you got at Maryland, and, and then uh, the game, a noon kick. I love that that game's at noon, by the way. It makes makes covering the recruiting angles from it so much easier. It definitely does. Um I watched the Purdue-Michigan State game, and if anyone thinks that Michigan State faced a similar Purdue team to what Ohio State faced, they need to have some type of uh, visual uh, surgery. It was, I mean, I get it, it was on the road during the day, but that was just not the same Purdue team. The quarterback looked like he had an exorcism, so. Uh, three times the everyone's a while. Go ahead. Yeah, three turnovers. Hadn't had three turnovers in a game in a couple of years. Purdue couldn't run the ball, and uh, so credit to Michigan State's defense in that ball game. And but Michigan State, all those injuries, I did not expect them to win that game. But Coach D'Antonio gets creative, plays Justin Lane on both sides of the ball, 
Uh, um, had some other guys step up on offense. Uh, the Lombardi kid played well. Didn't turn it over, if I remember. So, so yep. uh, they got it done. And Buckeye fans, you remember Justin Lane. He was part of a one-two punch with Jerome Baker at Benedictine in uh, Cleveland that led him to a state championship. He was a year behind Jerome, but those were the two real stars of the team. Justin never did get that Ohio State offer, but has done great at Michigan State. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one, Buffnutters. Take care, guys. See you soon.